Live from your local election headquarters, this is 12 News Now. Welcome to this special edition of Newsmakers, a debate between the candidates for mayor of Fall River. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim White. And I'm Ted Nisi. Each candidate will have an opportunity to give a one-minute closing statement at the end of the debate. And the candidates are, from left to right on your screen, incumbent Mayor Paul Coogan and challenger Sam Sutter. Now, candidates, uh, the, there is no strict format to this commercial-free debate. We are looking for an open and honest discussion of the issues. We encourage you to engage with each other. If you're taking too long or not answering the questions, we will jump in. Let's begin. So candidates, there are a lot of important issues facing Fall River, and we want to get to those. But let's get this out of the way first so we can move on. It's going to come up anyway. Mr. Sutter, this morning the Fall River Herald News had a story looking into your opponent's claims that you still owe a printing business $6,500 for work they did on your 2015 campaign. The owner of the business confirmed the information to the newspaper. Look, to people who read that, it sounds like you stiffed a small business. Well, it may sound that way, but it's not true. So let's begin with the fact that I tried to resolve this with Arthur Piva in 2015 and in 2016. And let's remember that um, in 2015, I used two other printing companies, so the order wasn't put in by me. Well, what do you mean it you tried to resolve it? it well, I tried to resolve it because I talked to him. But and should, we do, were, you have a, do you have an outstanding debt? We were, um, I may have a small outstanding debt, but he let it go because we couldn't agree. So that was back in 2015 and 2016, and he let it go. Now, all of a sudden, it surfaces. So ask yourself why, and I'll tell you why. Paul Coogan gives him $55,000 over the last four years in campaign business and untold thousands in city business, which I'm sure were never put out to bid. So that's why, and I think he pushed Arthur to bring this forward. It's a very small amount of money. I'm happy to go into mediation with him now, but why I would offered, you Why would you want to mediate a small well, amount of well, money? Because, why wouldn't because, you just pay because, the bill? Because, well, because we don't agree. So I wanted to pay him a small amount that I think I owed back in 2015 and 2016, he let it go and he never pursued it. Ask yourself, why would somebody not pursue a bill? He didn't pursue it because he knew that, he, in my opinion, that his bill was incorrect, so we let it go. Now, all of a sudden, here before the end of the campaign, it surfaces, he obviously pushed him to do it. It's not fair, it's not really part of the campaign, and as I said, I'm happy to pay him what I think I owe him, which isn't much. All right, Mr. Coogan, he says you put that business up to it. First of all, uh, saying Paul Coogan gives him $55,000, I bought signs, mailers, he does all my work, he does them for most of the candidates in Fall River. Arthur's a local business. What happened here was, after Mr. Sutter denied it three or four times, the box on his, um, on his lie got tighter and tighter and tighter, and he finally had to admit he did owe the gentleman money. If you remember one of the other Rhode Island stations, oh, I don't owe him a penny, he was yelling on the stage. My position is, if you owe money, you pay your bills. He's not like that. Let's look at his other bill with the uh, consultants he hired. He didn't pay them from 2015 to 2019, and then he wrote on his own CPF report, partial payment. How much more does he owe him? Is the bill to Arthur on his OCPF report. Those are nowhere to be found, and I pushed him to do we it. We should Absolutely say those not. are campaign finance Campaign reports. finance reporting, which is which is a criminal offense to fudge those. I don't see Arthur anywhere there. I don't see the, the balance on uh, Sensi and Sincati. He's played with this for a long time. The way he could have resolved it was the way the rest of our resolve, us resolve it. Pay your bill, 
go to the next event. But he chose to not do that, and he got himself in a bind, and now he wants to blame me. I didn't push Arthur to do this. This bill's from 2015. I wasn't even mayor then. He accumulated this bill when he was in a fight with Jesus Correa. It's not my bill. He he owes the money. That's his bill. So I don't want so, to litigate. I don't no, want to litigate no, I, this too long. But he's I, saying I, you didn't even so, disclose so it on your campaign. Is, I'll, I'll say support. it again. I'll say it again. I didn't order the signs. Sincati Strategies didn't order the signs. My wife didn't order the signs. The most he could ever prove to me was that 40 signs were ordered. I was ready to pay him in 15 and 16. We couldn't agree on the amount. He wrote it off. It's not. It's not up to me to offer to pay more than I think I owe. I'm happy to pay what I think I owe, and I'm happy to go okay, into- Okay, address his, quickly, I mean, address it's, it's his really, claims on the campaign finance reports, Mr. That? Sutter. The campaign finance reports, right. he says you did not disclose them to the state. Your well, response? Because we couldn't agree on the amount. So I spent approximately seventy dollars to $80,000 on printing costs during 2014 and 2015. It never made sense to me initially because I didn't order the signs. I tried to resolve it with a guy, and I will still try to resolve it with a guy. He, he won't answer how much city business he gives to Arthur Paiva. We know that he gives $55,000 in campaign business. So it's a, I mean, it, it's a non-issue. 30 seconds. I have to say something. Yeah, 30 First seconds. First of all, there's no give. We buy products from him, as do most of the candidates in Fall River. If the city's buying products off him, it's been going back for a long time. We're going to disclose all the money. That's not the case. He keeps talking about um, campaign finance. He knows full well. Any bill related to your campaign has to be on your report. Only it's not if it's you, agreed to. No, it's Only not. Only if it is agreed that, that is, to. So when we you were write, far apart. You know I'm right. No, I know you're not right. Because okay. when you wrote right. partial well, payment to since, since That was, that since was a mistake. Okay, so that you, was a oh, mistake. So it was wrong. I'm, have you since, amended it? Zincotti and I are fine. Have you amended, have you amended it? If it's have a you mistake. paid your property taxes? No, have you I amended it? I mean, come it? on. Can we, why, why is the FBI back at City Hall? I mean, can we get to the <laughs> okay. issues? All right. Okay, All right. please. No, no, no. Yeah, please. You know, we have a lot to talk this, about, yep, so let's, let's, go. let's get to our yeah. next topic. Have you amended it? No. We're going to move to a, a major financial issue in the city, and I'm going to start with you, Mr. Coogan, on this one. As you both know, Fall River has received almost $70 million in American Rescue Plan Act federal relief money. The Herald News reported earlier this month about $18 million dollars of that money is left. Uh, Mr. Coogan, a simple question for taxpayers. What do you want to do with that remaining $18 million in ARPA funds? Uh, I think a vast majority of that money should go to Lewiston Street, a DCM terminal. Uh, that's been neglected for far too long. If you remember right, that was an old incinerator. Uh, there's some brownfield issues there. The guys are working in substandard conditions. I think if we can go in there and upgrade that, maybe use it as a partial transfer station, take care of our men so that our salt and our uh, asphalt and all our repairs come out of a nice facility. Most of the facilities in Fall River are top shelf. The lion's share of that money, I believe, is heading into Lewiston Street, the DCM terminal, because I do want to upgrade that before I leave office uh, in a few years. And just, you think that project will take up the bulk of the $18 million? Um, you don't even want to know what the numbers are like, Ted. I'm hearing anywhere 15 to $20 million. So we're going to try to do some stuff to, again, upgrade the facility for those guys. It's very important. They're a key piece in the city, whether it's streets, snow, our parks. Uh, we want to definitely take care of that facility if we can. It's been neglected far too long. Mr. Sutter, same well, question, $18 million I, left. I, I think he has misspent the ARPA money. 
I think some of the ARPA money, maybe even a significant portion, should have been set aside for affordable housing. The mayor of New Bedford did that, as certainly 10 million, maybe even more. The mayor of Boston did that. So he doesn't care about affordable housing. He only cares about market rate housing. And what all the market rate housing is doing is forcing up the rental costs for renters. So a significant amount of that money should have been set aside to help renters, and it wasn't. Now, whether the uh, Department of Community Maintenance needs new, new facilities, that, that's beyond debate. But he had $80 million in ARPA money, and he didn't set any of it aside. It was, it was $70 million, wasn't it? Well, it was yeah, somewhere between 70. 70 and 80. And he didn't set any of it aside for the renters, and he should have. And I, I also disagree with the amounts that were spent on crime and on bringing in new business. It just was misspent, in my opinion. Well, I, okay, but the question I had, if you become mayor in two weeks, there'll be roughly $18 million left. It's not all spent. What, do you, what would you do then I'm, I'm with the $18 million? I'm going to look at everything, but I can promise you we're going to try to do something to help the people who are struggling to pay. I keep going this way. I'll just go straight ahead. I, I promise you I'm going to try to do something to help the people who are struggling every single month to pay their rents. And I've got a plan, and it needs to be put into effect because 75% of the people in Fall River rent, 25% own their own homes. I want to help them as well. I want to help them by reducing their tax burden. He hasn't done anything with respect to that. And greater tax costs are coming. We have to pay for Durfee. We have to pay for Diamond. We have to uh, address all of the one-time money that has been spent. So Fall River is facing a very serious fiscal situation, and we've got to figure out a way to use that ARPA money to address that first. I'd love to have a new headquarters, new, new um, facilities for community maintenance, but I think that we need to look at all the priorities. Heard a lot of criticism there of how you spent the ARPA money so far. Mayor Coogan, I'll let you respond. I will respond. Um, so obviously he has no idea what's going on in New Bedford with the housing money. They bought um, five stalled projects for $11 million. They're going to create about 40-something units at $250,000 a unit. We did 11 units at the old BCC for $135,000 a unit. We have another 30 on the drawing board right now. So he's not on his facts there. Second of all, he has been out of sight. No one's seen uh, Sam Sutter, and now he's going to come in and tell us these great ideas he had. He never offered anything to the city of Fall River. He never went down to public input. He never called anybody about um, how to spend ARPA money. He called about other things, which I hope we have a chance to get to. But at the same time, this guy has not been around our city at all. No one's seen him for the last eight years, and now he's going to parachute in to try to throw around ideas. He has no plan. You asked him for a plan. He said, you'll see it. Give us Plan. I'll be happy to give you my plan, but let's first start off with whether I was visible or not. So let's begin in 2000 when I started giving free tennis clinics every single summer for the kids of Fall River. And I did that right up until the time that I ran for district attorney. And then I ran for district attorney in 2006, one, was district attorney for eight years and then mayor for one. So that means that from 2006 until 2015, I was deeply involved in the city. I didn't even know who he was. So that's how visible he was. Now, he might have been in the schools, but he wasn't at neighborhood associations when I would go to those. He wasn't at civic events when I would go to those. I was everywhere as district attorney and as mayor, and I didn't know who he was. He still can't deny the fact that he hasn't set aside nearly enough money comparatively to Boston, to New Bedford, to other cities to help renters. The mayor of Boston, the, the governor of Massachusetts, says it's the number one issue facing the state. And this week she unveiled a 
400, a, a, a multi-million dollar plan, which may or may not get through the legislature, in order to try to help those people. He doesn't seem to care about those people. All right, Why? Gonna, we're going to run out of time fast, so fair. I want to yep. let Mr. Coogan right. respond. So he did say run for mayor. He had a 10-month term in which he made sure... It was a sure year, Paul. It was a year. All right, that's uh, fine. Go Just ahead. let him speak, yep. Mr. Sutter. Thank you, Sam. In which he, his best idea, the one he's most known for, is giving every renter a $10 a month fee on trash. He put in a trash fee to try to raise money to balance his budget on the backs of the tenants, and now he's their advocate. It makes no sense to anybody in the city. That's all I hear about everywhere I go is, he's the trash fee guy, he's the trash fee guy. He is the trash fee guy. He, has ne he addressed where he was during his term a decade ago as district attorney. Where has he been since 15? Absolutely nowhere. No I, one's seen I, him. I mean, let's talk yep, from 15 yep, on. Yep. Tell us what he's done. What plan has he come up with to help the city? What proposals has he done since 15 on? Not in the campaign. Since 15 till this campaign started. Tell us one thing he's done other than come to I want to ask for you, Mr. Sutter, just so, 30 so seconds. Please, address yeah. the trash fee specifically because you do know that's an issue from your last well, mayor well, that I, some I, residents are concerned I had, about. First off, I walked into somebody else's budget. There was a $3 million shortfall. I had to meet net school spending and I didn't want to lose 25 cops, 25 firefighters and about 25 city hall workers so I put it in I should have made more clear that it was going to be a one-year deal but um, I'll, I'll tell the people now because obviously uh, the purple bags was a fiasco because it affected the poor too much and the fee was only a, a stopgap measure in order to save the jobs of police and firefighters so uh, that's that's off the table and that will never be done but what, but what I, so go ahead. Briefly. Yeah, yep. I did. No, thank you. Yeah. Great. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to ask one very quick follow-up question. Mr. Coogan, your bond documents show that you're using $4.5 million of the rescue plan money to balance this year's city budget. What's your plan for when there's no more of this federal money? That's a big hole. We're using that for capital expenses mostly, like things, one-time purchases. So we're trying to buy more, more police cars, more trucks. We're trying to use that money to fill in for a long term. We expect these cars to last five to ten years. So instead of taking capital money that we usually have in every budget, we're trying to wash out one-time expenses into that 4.5 money. It's exactly right, Ted. It's going away. We're not counting on it. We're not building jobs into it. We're building um, equipment that we can use over the long haul. All right, we're trying to get uh, as much information so, for voters nope, in a okay. compressed amount yep. of time. So yep. we're going to do a rapid-fire section here. I yep. think we can get through this quick. I'm looking for uh, <clears throat> no more than one-sentence answers here, Mr. Coogan. Yes or no, should there be term limits for Mayor of Fall River? Uh, um, uh, yes, that's fine with me. How long? Uh, I would, I would, if I was the Supreme Leader, I'd go four-year terms, too. Okay. Uh, Mr. Sutter? Only two-year terms, term limits at six to eight years. Um, Fall River likes to re-examine their mayor situation every two years, and they're re-examining it now. Okay, uh, and uh, you've actually answered my second year term. You uh, second question. You support a four-year term. You want to stick with two, two year years. Term. All right, uh, let's go to you, Mr. Sutter. Voter turnout in Fall River municipal elections has plunged from 77 percent in 1975 to only 24 percent two years ago, and some say that's why the city should stop electing mayors in odd-numbered years. Do you support or oppose moving city municipal elections to even-numbered years? That would be fine because you want to drive turnout. I think if the, what's gone wrong is that people, not enough people in the city feel connected so to the mayor. So you support it, Mr. Coogan? Yes. That's fine with me. Okay. Uh, Mr. Coogan, do you support or oppose a ban on single-use plastic shopping bags? 
I signed the petition to support it, but the council did not want to. So. Understood, Mr. Sutter. We have to do something about all of the plastic. The question is, what kind of burden are we going to be putting on the business people? He doesn't understand the so private do you, sector. So you oppose it? I'm, 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 no, I want to. No, I don't oppose it. But I'm saying you have to reach. Would out you to sign the, the ordinance into law or not? If it was passed by the city council, yes, but not without first talking to the business owners. All right, Mr. About Sutter, let's stick with them. you, and I'll, I'll yep. give it just a little bit more time on this. Do you support or oppose suspending the state's right to shelter law? Suspending the state's right to shelter. Yeah. With respect to the migrants. Correct. Um, no. Mr. Coogan. I, I would like to see a moratorium at this time so that we can take care of four of the people first. So a short. 30, 60 days, let's go with something that we can get four of the people into shelter first. Okay, Ted. All right, I want to go back to housing. You've already brought it up, uh, Mr. Sutter, but it's a big issue in this race. Um, and I, I'm going to go to you on this, Mr. Sutter. In a Herald News article about a previous debate, you were quoted as saying about market rate apartments that the city has, quote, plenty of that, and that was, quote, driving up rents. Do you actually believe that increasing the supply of housing uh, causes housing costs to rise rather than fall? I, I think there's no question about it. If you ask an economics professor, if you keep bringing in market rate housing where a two bedroom apartment goes for $2,500, that can't help but have an escalating effect on the rents. And that's exactly what's taking place now. We have landlords because they see what's being charged for the new two bedroom apartments who are raising their rents. And we have seniors on fixed incomes and renters who are working one or two jobs suffering. So yes, I do believe that as an economic principle, that if you bring in too much market rate housing, where the rents are gonna be 2,500 for a two bedroom or 2,750 or 3,000, that that is going to have an escalating effect on rents. Yes, I do. So you think if there were fewer apartments in Fall River, <laughs> rents would go down? I, I, I think there needs to be a balance. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be a balance between all the market rate housing and affordable housing. And there needs to be help for the renters. So absolutely, as a basic economic principle, that's what I believe. Mr. Coogan, same question. Where, uh, you have been fairly supportive of some market rate proposals. Your opponent thinks that's actually causing I, the rent increase. Where do you stand? He, he, he has no idea how economics works. I favor a third, a third, a third. A third affordable, a third middle class, and maybe it's a third high end. When you, when you build more apartments, those people that want to live with the granite countertops, the gym on the first floor, they will move out of our traditional two and three family houses, which will then open those up to be more competitive for renters. Fall River is at a position now where we have a ton of people looking to build market rate housing. That in turn stimulates the entire economy, electricians, plumbers, cement workers, roofers, these people will all come to work. We're a very, very construction-centered economy in Fall River, and these people that live in Fall River get the opportunity to work in Fall River and make a living wage so that they can live where they want to live. If We just opened up one across the street from Government Center, 15 <clears throat> units. Almost all the tenants are from out of town. Those are people bringing money to our city to go to restaurants, to go out to a market, to spend money at a movie theater. You have to stimulate an economy with both construction and bringing new monies into a community to help it. My opponent at one point said he wouldn't build any market rate. I don't no, know where he stands now, no, but he's been all over the place on this. He's yeah. He's obviously no, pandering to people to try to make a point for that's, himself. That's, but he was at no rental meetings or he never went come to any on. housing meetings to talk about rent. This is a campaign issue that he's wheeling out now this late in the campaign to try to make it seem like somebody's doing something wrong. Thir We're, okay. yeah, this is a 30 man who, seconds. This is a man who's never spent one day 
in the private sector. I've spent half of my career in the private sector. He has no idea how the private sector works and he has no idea how the economy works. Those jobs that he's talking about, they can also be done with affordable housing. So, and then he says one third, one third, one third. Talk about something that is impossible to do as if, as if we have a totalitarian city and we're gonna manage the, uh, the, the, the people that live in the city to that extent. I'll say it again. He's never spent a day in the private sector, to my knowledge, and those jobs can also be done for affordable right. housing. 15 seconds, Mr. Kugin, quick. Will you drop out of the race if I worked in the private sector? Well, Thank you, Sam. You haven't done Let it. me make something you clear. And he you, constantly and does that. Yeah. He puts down the public sector. No, I, I don't. Oh, well, the private sector is used as some right. kind of a hammer. My position on that is the people that are our firemen, our policemen, our teachers, our DCM workers, they're important factors in the functioning of the city of Fall River. I have no idea why he wants to discriminate between the private sector and the public sector. Everybody's important to make a city run. And he's I, absolutely I, right about that. All he said was he doesn't understand the private well, sector because he has this any time I have all right um, I do okay. think that if if the mayor dropped out and then you dropped out for the private sector and you dropped out we'd have no mayor candidates so right. that seems like uh, right. a little late for that right very but quickly say very yep. quickly, say <laughs> quickly mr. Coogan uh, more uh, governor Healy wants to pretend, allow a real estate transfer tax in cities they would have the option to put that in place if it passes on Beacon Hill would you look to institute that in uh, Fall River but I thought that was on the deals over a million dollars it is so I don't think that's going to impact Fall River one iota we do not have that kind of prices maybe some of our big developments might hit it. It would be something we explore, but I don't believe there's enough revenue in there to, to uh, start that fight. I, I don't see how it could have an effect on yeah. Fall River the way it's fashioned right now. All right, we, uh, we have just about three minutes left, so, but I want to hit this up. Education, over 30% of Fall River students met or exceeded expectations in math and English in the 2019 MCAS results. The latest results show it's around uh, 20%. So there have been double-digit declines in three years. Look, it's easy to blame the pandemic, but this has been a chronic problem in Fall River for a long time. So let's look forward. Mr. Coogan, what is the number one thing you are doing right now to move the needle for students? One minute. One minute. What we're doing is staffing the buildings properly. Math that you brought up, Tim, is absolutely brutal to try to hire math teachers. There's a shortage statewide in Massachusetts. I do blame the pandemic for the dropping grade scores over the last two years. You see it in the schools. I visit the schools all the time. I was in Morton yesterday. I've been in almost all our elementary schools. Those kids are behind. There is no getting around it. You put a kid in front of a monitor for two years and you're not going to have the same level of learning as someone in front of an experienced teacher. And I think you'll see our grade our scores start to climb with both the Student Opportunity Act money and what's going on in the far public schools right now. Things are on the turnaround. All right, Mr. Sutter, if elected mayor, what is the top thing you would do to improve education? I'll study the best practices in other cities. Other cities like Fall River are doing better than Fall River. That's clear. And the reason has to be, the, the, the question that has to be asked is why. So I went to a school committee debate last night. I was at a forum about youth violence. We need to, and, and I, I did not hear this enough, and that is, where is it working better than it is in Fall River? Because in some places in Massachusetts, gateway cities, post-industrial cities, cities with the same kinds of problems as, as Fall River, they're making greater progress than Fall River. And he's been involved in this for a long time, and it's not getting better. As you pointed out, it's getting worse. So we have to look at what's working in other places and then bring that to Fall River. That's exactly what I did as district attorney and what I did as what I tried to do as mayor. Okay, we have about a minute left. I'm gonna hit up a couple of quick ones here. Uh, 
Mayor Coogan, I'll stick with you actually, Mr. Sutter. Mayor Coogan has proposed an ordinance that would place time, place, and manner restrictions on panhandling in the city. If you become mayor, would you, the city council hasn't passed it yet, would you support that ordinance to try and crack down on aggressive panhandling or would you oppose it? Well, we have to do something about it because it's a problem. I don't believe in yelling at a, a, a woman the way he did on Plymouth Avenue. That's unacceptable. But the, the, the problem with his ordinance is you're looking to find people who don't have any money. Wouldn't community service be a better option? I do like the idea of making people ask for a permit if they want to ask for money for dance or sports all right, or I something to, like that. I have to yep. give them 30 seconds yeah, I, to I respond, will, I, and that's all you have, Mr. Coogan. All right, I will be consistent. If someone puts their kids in the street, I'm going to get angry with them. Make no doubt about that. They're not allowed to let their kids run around a public street. Um, I, I think this panhandling ordinance can help us immensely. We're going to move forward with it. It's very important. People are sick of people tapping on their windows, asking for money, and we're waiting to hear it in front of uh, the ordinance committee, and we're ready to go. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, now both candidates will have the opportunity to give a one-minute closing <coughs> statement, the order of which was drawn randomly prior to this debate. First up, Mr. Coogan, your 60-second closing remarks. Uh, again, this has been a, a very difficult race. I have not dealt with many opponents like this that will say just about anything to try to get ahead. Uh, read no further than today's Herald News and his denial, denial, denial admission. He's a very difficult candidate to nail down, but people are starting to see through this. My position is, as mayor of the city of Fall River, people see the work I do, whether it's uh, Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Polito, whether it's Governor Healy and Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, whether it's our congressman. They've all endorsed me along with our police department, our EMS. They know what goes on in the city of Fall River every day. I'm a 24-7 mayor. I make sure I'm in government center and available to people to meet <clears> with <throat> me so we keep things moving in the direction. We are doing more streets, more sidewalks. We are improving our parks. And we're going to keep on that path along with fixing up DCM. I appreciate the votes you've given me in the past, uh, and I appreciate the vote you gave me in the primary. Um, I'm asking for your vote on November 7th humbly, and I appreciate your support. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Coogan. Now, Mr. Sutter, your 60 seconds. Well, there shouldn't be a statement. surprise about endorsements because the political club almost always protects the political club. That's just the way it works. But there's a reason why I called my campaign a mayor for everyone. I will be an incredibly hardworking mayor for every single person in our city, for our seniors who are concerned about rising costs and rising crime, for our renters who are worried about being able to pay the rent if their rent goes up too much, for those who are upset about rising taxes and see lots of unnecessary spending by this administration, and for those who are struggling just to make it from one day to the next. Paul Coogan only seems to care about the connected, the political insiders, the people who contribute lots of money to his campaign, the market rate housing developers, and of course the 16 family members who have jobs or contracts with the city. I care about all of you, each and every one, and I promise I will keep my commitments to you about reducing crime, about helping reduce the tax burden, about bringing in new business, and about helping with rents. And I humbly and respectfully ask for your vote on November 7th. Thank you. All right, again, thank you to both candidates, Paul Coogan and Sam Sutter for taking the time to take part in this debate for Mayor Fall River. Election day is November 7th, 12 news, and WPRI.com will have you covered that night with complete results and analysis. Anchor Shannon Heggie and Mike Montecalvo and my friend here, Ted Nisi, and political analyst Joe Fleming 
will give you the complete rundown of that evening, and it's just over a week away, believe it or not. Now, if you missed any of this debate, it's on WPRI.com, or you can catch it on the podcast. For Ted Nisi, I'm Tim White. Thank you for watching, and we will see you next week on Newsmakers.